Welcome to Rama for Today. But the secret is not to be afraid. Now the devil knows when you're afraid of him and he delights in coming by and rubbing your hair down in your face and rubbing your nose in the sand and he'll come by your house every morning before you go to work just to get you in good shape to be defeated for the entire day. <laughs> Amen. Welcome to Rama for Today. Kenneth E. Hagen wraps up his teaching, The Believer's Authority, next on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagen for today's message. I remember that my mother wanted a cat. And she didn't have one, and so uh, my, my, my grandmother, somewhere or another to her house, she had been feeding. Somebody had, had, had scalded, they'd poured boiling water on this cat, and all the hair had come off of it, and it'd come up out of the brush, and Granny would feed it. And its hair grew back, but it's afraid of all humans. And so my grandmother, she kept feeding the cat, and of course it finally got, got tamed down, got friendly with her, you see. And now this, its hair has grown back on it, looks fine, you see. And so she got a hold of the cat up into her arms eventually, and she put it into a sack, you know. And of course that scared it and, and wanted, uh, you know, my oldest brother to bring that over to my mother now. And so he brought that cat in that sack over there, and without thinking, brought it into the house and shook it out, and that cat went wild. <laughs> oh my Lord, that cat run everybody out of the house. I mean, that cat run every human being out of the house climb the walls and jump on you, you see. Well, here I come walking up. I didn't know what's happened. I came walking up, and, and, and this was after I'd gotten saved. I didn't have the baptism of the Ghost, but I was saved. Now, I'm healed by the power of God, knew something about dominion, and so, and I came walking up, and, and, and I, everybody's outside the house, and I said, well, what, what's the matter, you know? I could see them when they turned the corner down there, you know, before I got down there. They're all out in the yard. What, and the people's agitated. I mean, the neighbors have come to see what's the matter. And, and one or two had tried to go in, my oldest brother, and then one of the neighboring men tried to go in, you know, and boy, they come out. I mean, they come out in a hurry. That cat jumped on them. I said, what's the matter? Oh, he said, you know that cat that Granny's been feeding, that cat that's so wild, somebody poured boiling water on it. Yeah, well, said she got a hold of it and put it in a sack for me to bring over here to give to Mama, and I shook the thing out and it's run all of us out of the house. It's just a guy, that thing was wild. It's climbing the walls. Well, I said, uh, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll just go in there and bring the cat out in my arms, petting him. Oh, I've already been in there twice. They run me out. You know, I said, you watch and see. Well, I guess, you know, because he knew I wouldn't bet, you know. But he said, I'll tell you what. He reached his pocket and got his pocket knife about 15 cents. That's all he had in those depression days. Of course, 15 cents is a lot of money then, you know. You could go on a date for 15 cents. <laughs> Now, some of you folks can't remember that, but some of you can. Anybody here remember that? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Amen. Yes, sir. Man, you could buy a gallon of gas for eight, nine, and not over ten cents. I pulled up to one of them old pumps, you know, a many time, you know, with my girlfriend, and said to the fella, stuck my finger out like that, you know, fill her up. <laughs> and he put one gallon in it, and I gave him a dime and rolled off. <laughs> I wanted to impress that girl, you know. Amen. So my brother, he pulled that pocket knife 
and that 15 cents, he said, this is all I've got to my name, nothing else of any value. You go in there and you come out with that cat. Well, he said, I'll give all of this to you. But I went in there in 15 minutes time, I came out with a cat in my arms. Well, he never did give me the knife or the 15 cents either. <laughs> of course, I really didn't expect him to. But he just shook his head. But the secret is not to be afraid. Now, the devil knows when you're afraid of him and he delights in coming by and rubbing your hair down in your face and rubbing your nose in the sand and he'll come by your house every morning before you go to work just to get you in good shape to be defeated for the entire day. <laughs> Amen. I was, holding, I was preaching really down in Dallas, 1953, taking care of a church while the pastor's gone on a leave of absence and he had another evangelist to come preach for two weeks. And after he came and preached, I said to the... Well, he hadn't preached but one sermon. I said to the associate pastor, I'm glad to just stand two weeks. But I said, after he's here two weeks, it'll take us the rest of the summer to get over this. <laughs> because he put out... He spewed out enough fear and unbelief the very first service to last for six months. And some way or another, people will believe that quicker than it'll be the truth. Are you listening to me? So he was preaching one night and... He couldn't get any results, so he decided he'd just try to get everybody that had any kind of a need. So he said, you know, if you've if you got any kind of a need, well, you just come down here and I'll pray with you. So, so here came a young lady. I knew she was a member of this church and filled with the Holy Spirit, all right. And she, he said, what's your need? Well, she said, I'll tell you, I work in an office where there are 19 other girls beside myself. 20 of we girls, young women, our women, work in this office. There is a man who's foreman over us. But I'm the only Christian among all of these 20, counting the men, see 21 of them all together, but 20 ladies. I'm the only Christian. And I'll tell you, they just give me a hard time. She began to cry and to whine. They just give me a hard time. It's just so hard. And I just wanted you to pray that God would give me something to put me over. And she had all she ever needed to put her over all the time. Didn't know it. So he didn't know the Bible either. Bless his heart. Blind lead the blind. They'll both fall into it, the Bible said. So he just said, bless God, I'm going to lay hands on you and pray that God would give you a special anointing to put you over. No, that's why we got the Holy Ghost was to put us over. That's why the greater one's in there to put us over. So he prayed with much vigor, vim, and vitality and shook her, you know, quite vehemently that God would give her the special anointing to put her over and to make her a success. And then he passed her on and she, instead of going back to her seat, just a weeping and a crying, went to the prayer room. Well, in the meantime, about the time she went back there, a gentleman came walking up to me and said, Brother Hagin, would you go with me to the prayer room to pray? He said, I'm a backslider. I've been backslid for a number of years, but God's been speaking to me in these meetings. I want to get back to God. So while they continued this prayer line out front, I went around there to the prayer room with this gentleman and prayed with him, and he got back into fellowship with God and was happy. But this young lady, I started to leave, but her sobs, her crying, some way or another tore at my heart. Because, you know, she's just crying like somebody died or something. You know, she's just in awful condition. So I went over and knelt down by the side of her and said, Little lady, may I speak to you a moment? And she kept on a sobbing and a crying. And I put my hand on her shoulder and shook her just gently and said, Sister, I can help you if you'll listen to me. May I speak to you? And so she stopped and looked at me. I said, If I understand correctly, here is your problem. And I described or what I've already, you know, described to you. And she said, Yes, that's it. Well, I said, uh, out front, I heard the brother say, I'm going to lay hands on you and just pray God will give you a special anointing to put you over. 
Yeah. Well, I said, did you get it? Well, she said, I don't know whether it did or not. I said, how are you going to know whether you did or not? Well, she said, I thought I'd go back on the job, and if I get over, well, I got it, and if I don't get over, I didn't get it. <laughs> See, they think this is just going to work automatically. No, I said, that's not it. That's not the way it works. That's not it at all. In fact, I said, you don't need any special anointing. I said, you are a Christian, aren't you? Oh, yeah. See, I, she said, I'm a member of this church. You know what you're taking care of. I said, I knew you were, but I wanted you to hear I wanted to hear you say it in your own mouth. I am a child of God. I am born again. God is my father. I am his child. He's my very own father. I'm his very own child. I had her to say that. Well, I said, you know, Jesus said, my father and I will come and make our abode with you. Oh, yeah. I said, I know that. Then I said, if you're a God child and you're born again, you've got God the Father living with you. Yeah, she said, I have, don't I? I said, did you ever read in there where Paul wrote to the church at Philippi and said, Christ in you, the hope of glory. And where Jesus said, I'll never leave you nor forsake. Well, yeah, she said, I read that. Well, I said, then you've not only got God the Father living with you, but you've got God the Son living with you and in you. Yeah, she said, I have, don't I? I said emphatically, yes. Then I said, I, I suppose you're a member of this full gospel church. And I, I knew really because I heard her praying in tongues, so I knew she was spirit-filled. I said, you are filled with the Holy Ghost. Oh, yeah, she said. Well, I said, did you ever read 1 John chapter 4, verse 4? Well, she said, I know I've read it because I've read all the New Testament. I can't tell you what it says right now, but I'm sure I've read that. I said, I'll tell you what it said. It says, ye are of God, my little children. She picked it up. She said, yeah, I remember. And greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. I said, is the God, is the Holy Ghost, is the Jesus that's in you greater than the devil that's in those people down there at the office? Well, she said, certainly. Certainly. I said, is the God that's in you bigger than all the devils that's in them put together? Why, yes. I said, all right, will you do what I tell you to do? She said, I will if it's easy. <laughs> See, everybody's looking for something easy. I said, this easy thing you ever did in your life. Before you ever get out of the bed in the morning, just before you ever get out of the bed, I said, you look up to the Father and said, oh, I'm so glad I'm your child, Father. You're my Father. I'm so glad I'm born again. I'm so glad the Holy Ghost is in me. I'm so glad the greater one lives in me. Then I said, when you get out of the bed and you're dressing to go to work, I said, instead of whining and crying and say, oh, Lord, I know they're going to give me a hard time today. I'm just going to have an awful time. The devil just, I know those folks are just going to, the devil's going to work through them. Please go with me. Please help me, Lord. I said, don't do that. While you're addressing, you say, thank God the greater one's in me and Jesus is with me because he said, I'll never leave me nor forsake him. And the God that's in me and the Jesus in me and the Holy Ghost is in me is bigger than the devil that's in them. And he'll put me over and he'll make me a success. And the love that's in me is greater than the hate that's in them. She said to me, how do you know I've been praying that way? Well, I said, you're bound to be praying that way because you're defeated. You had to. She said, that's exactly the way I've been praying, you know. Please go with me. I know they're going to give me a hard time. I said, now then, as you go to work, though, as you drive down there to that office building, you go along and say, glory to God. God the Father is my Father. He's with me. The Son of God is my Savior. He's with me. The Holy Ghost is in me. The angels of the Lord encamp around about me. He'll put me over. He'll make me a success. The greater one's on my side. I said, he say it. He'll live big in me. And I said, then, when you go into that office... There will be a look about your face of victory and, and not defeat. There will be a spring about your step that will cause those folks to look twice at you. I remember later on I asked her how she turned out. Oh, she said, just fine. Praise God, just absolutely fine. Just turned out fine. Just splendidly. 
Welcome to Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Kenneth W. Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. I want to tell you about this month's radio offer. This month we're offering Kenneth W. Hagan's four CD set, How to Be an Overcomer. We're also offering Lynette Hagan's CD, Defeating Satan's Strategies Through Prayer. Last but not least is Kenneth E. Hagan's book entitled The Art of Prayer. All these items at the special price of $35. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, Let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Winter Bible Seminar. Oh, yes. One of my favorite meetings that we have here. We have two big meetings on this campus at Rhema every year. Winter Bible Seminar in February and camp meeting in July. July. Yes. So, hey, mark your calendar right now. February 18th through 23rd. Come it starts on Sunday night at That's 6, right. and then Monday through Friday, 8, 39, 30, 10, 30 a.m., and then 7 p.m. at night. Yes. You can go to rhema.org, find out all about it. You That's can register right. there. All the information is there. Make plans. That is a great conference to come to. Yes, and, you know, that week, that Monday is uh, is President's Day. So many people, you know, they're closed on that day yeah. as well. So sometimes people bring their children because we have things for children have, as well as for youth. Yes, we yes. do. Monday, we start a new and powerful teaching from the Rama Archives. That's next week on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Have a great weekend.